Michelle Haynes, thank you for being on With Miska podcast. Oh, thank you, Miska. Thank you for having me. And I got to say thank you for giving me absolutely no warning because I didn't have time to be nervous. Yeah, we met. Well, we, we met a couple of uh, weeks ago. No, actually a couple of months ago. But June, the end of June. Oh, yeah. June, mm-hmm. July, oh, over two months ago. Mm-hmm. But we met again last night. Mm-hmm. And you were just there and I still have this studio. And I thought, that could you be on my podcast? I said, yes. Yes. And I, <laughs> I'm so thankful that you are. Me too. Oh, man. And you know what? I have a funny story about the night that we met. Yes. If you would like to hear that. I'd love to. Okay. And I I tend to tell very long stories. <laughs> this is about you. Okay. You can it can all be right. just one story. So here we go. So so you uh, this all revolved around Eastmo's show. Yes. At the Improv. Yeah. On Melrose. And um so Tuesday nights I was invited by two uh open my host at the kibitz room at Cantor's Deli to be a revolving host with them, Bob and Bert. And Bert told me, he's like, uh, I'm going to Eastmo's show tonight with a friend, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Uh, he invited me. And I said, oh, I'm actually in a show, a comedy show that night. But there was all this confusion because there ended up being a funeral at Cantor's. So we thought it was canceled. And I, I, we kept hearing, like, everything's canceled, canceled. So I'm like, oh, shoot. So I just ended, I totally forgot about the comedy show. And I went home. And I'm like, oh, what's wrong with you? So whatever. And then the next day, uh, Bert is like, oh, yeah, you should have been there. It was so much fun. And we talked to Ismo afterward because he has met him before. And then he said, you know, I think you two should should meet and have coffee or something. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then I thought, I'll go to his show the next night because they were, they were back to back. And of course, it sold out. So I'm like, duh. And then I was thinking, well, maybe I'll just go to Will Call and try my luck. And then I'm like, ah, I'm too tired. So I go to my uh, voice lesson. I have a phenomenal teacher named Gita Navatni. She, I didn't know I could sing. She made it so that I can sing. I didn't know. <laughs> I, I need that. Yeah. Because oh, I sing quite dude. a lot, but I need help. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I will send you to Gita. She's yeah. she's the best. So I was with her. And as soon as we wrapped up our session, I got a message from Bert, the kibitz host. And he said, uh, Isbo said he'll put you on his guest list if you want to go tonight. I'm like, ah. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can make it there at. Eight by eight. He's like, no, seven thirty. I'm like, <laughs> well, I made it by eight too yeah. because I I misunderstood. I thought the show begins at something. So I when I entered, Ismo had been on stage for one minute. Oh, oh. <laughs> so it was still okay, okay, but I, I, yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully he does his. He saves his best for last night. Yeah. So you <laughs> made it. Good. Did you see the openers? Well, get this. Yeah. This is the story part. Yeah. So I get in the car. I'm in North Hollywood. I I live in Hollywood in... I always forget where I live. Is there any shops? Hancock Park. Hancock Park? Yes. I don't know that. Oh, uh, Larchmont Village? Yes. Yes. Let's go with that. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. Hancock. 
Yes, I, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. So I raced home. I'm like, oh, no. I, like, I needed to take a shower. I'd been sweating all day. And I'm like, crap, I don't have time for that. So, like, I threw on a skirt and I put on fresh eyeliner because that is the closest substitute to a shower. Yeah. <laughs> so I put eyeliner on. Get in the car. I am 10 minutes from the improv. It's just a straight shot up Melrose. So I'm driving and then I realize I'm like, oh my gosh, like every time I blink the eyeliner, which I have been using for years, uh, suddenly decides to smear on my contact lens. Hmm. One of them, the right one. I'm like, all right, I can see out of my left eye. Oh no. Then it starts smearing on my left eye. And in that span of 10 minutes, I became blind. <laughs> While driving. <laughs> I could not see. I could make out green, sort of yellow, and red lights, but I started not being able to see cars. Mm. And so I actually called Bert in the car. I'm like, uh, thank you so much for arranging this. I'm on my way there. I might die because I can't. I can't see. I couldn't even see. I got to the point where I was going to pull over to safety. I couldn't even see to do that. So I, I made out a sign, which intuitively I'm like, that is the improv sign. Like, I couldn't even see that. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I, I'm at the line. I'm like, oh, please, God, please, please, Dad, uh, help. And I'm like praying to all my past family members. I'm like, just let me make That's this That's what turn. I thought, like, Dad. Yeah. So yeah. you pray to them too? Yes. I'm like, please help. Because they send signs, like concrete signs and synchronicities. So I like, please just let me get, yeah. turn left and not kill anyone or myself. And I'm like, boop, made a left. And I just stayed on the curb. And then the valet guy is like, oh, what are you doing? You can't park here. I'm like, just give me a second. And fortunately, I had eye drops with me. So I'm like, you know, rinsing them off with tight, just one drop at a time, put them back in. And then I parked for real. I go into the show. Great. And then yeah, I did see, I got there in time enough to see the two openers and then Ismo. And then as Ismo is doing his thing, they start smearing again. I'm like, oh, you're going to be kidding me. And like really badly. So I keep eye dropping. I'm like, ah, ha, ha, eye drop. Yeah, I'm paying attention. It was fun. I wasn't distracted or anything. But then, like, it got super bad. And then he said something so funny. I was crying, yeah. like, genuine tears. I'm like, yes, this is great. This is all helping. And it didn't. It was really bad. And then Bert had sent him a picture of me so we could find each other. I know what he looks like, obviously. And <laughs> but then I'm like, oh, no, I can't see anything. I wouldn't know <laughs> if he was standing right in front of me. And I don't want him to think, like, oh, she just dissed me and walked right by. Yeah. So... Has had he been told before that you guys should meet? Uh, yeah. So he was expecting to meet. Yes, you. yes. Yeah. And Bert sent him a photo of me so he knew who I was. Yeah. And not just some weirdo coming up to him. A weirdo yeah. he was expecting to come yes. up to him. <laughs> so I'm like, as soon as he finished, I just beelined it for my car and I'm like rinsing off the contacts again i'm like i am not doing this again i know things happen in threes but i'm like two is enough yes i'm not doing this again but technically that was three because i was cleaning them off in the show Ugh. 
in the car, in the show, and now this was the third one. Yeah, this was the third one. Yeah. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, how I've been putting eyeliner on for how many years now, and all of a sudden it decides to blind me. So that's just the way it is with me often. Like, my, I, I tell my friend, I always vent to my friend Kyle, and he's like, dude, man, everything with you is like an adventure. I can't just have a day. I can't just take a sip of water. I'll probably pour it down my face. Like, yeah. you know, nothing is simple. But anyway, so that's what happened. And then I got in the merch line. Yes. Ismo jokes that the merch line took longer than his show. Yes. <laughs> and it did. And so we met there. And then and then he's like, yeah, let's all go have a drink. He disappears. And then we got to hang out. Yeah, I think we hung, yeah. hung out for like an hour or a couple oh, yeah. of hours. Yeah, yeah. Because he was speaking with his yeah. fans. And it was so much fun. Yeah. They were like, yeah, you go do your thing. We're having a good time. <laughs> Did you get to speak with him and that night? As we were leaving, like everyone was saying goodbye. And yes. then we talked and then we exchanged Instagrams. I'm like, well, you have to befriend me so yeah. that we can speak. Because otherwise the message goes off in some weird place that you don't see, you yeah. know, with all the spam people. Um, so we did that. And he said, yeah, let's have coffee when he comes back from Detroit or whatever. And I'm like, he's not going to. And he did. Yes. Like, oh, my gosh. Finns are great because they really do keep their word. That's Don't good. you? Yeah, yeah yes, we do. <laughs> but last week was problematic because I went to my friend's place, American oh. friends we were invited for oh. dinner. And I was late. And I, I told them. But mm -hmm. he said that um, he was expecting punctuality because we were finished. So... So I disappointed him. Well, tell him you're trying to be American. You're trying to fit in with the country that you are in. And that's here true. we like fashionable lateness sometimes. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but we, we tried to be. Yes, you're correct. Yeah. And last night I saw you and Ismo and uh, that's why you're here. That's right. Yes. Dude. I remember, today. I think we talked for like over an hour mm -hmm. after Ismo's show, show. Yeah, it was so much fun. We had like... Like five of us at a yes. table. Yeah. Couple of Finns, Tatu, Suvi, yeah. you and the, me and you and then the blonde yes. lady with the yes. motorcycle helmet. Yes, Tasher. Tasher. Yeah, yeah with a cool I, name. Have you contacted? I, I follow her on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just Instagram. We haven't spoken yes. directly, but yeah, just. Do you still carry show. cards? Like business cards? I I actually, the night before I tore up all my business cards because they had uh, I changed my um, uh, website yes to something else so I just what is it now? shredded them uh, well my name is Michelle I go by shell so it's shell on earth like hell on earth and it's supposed to be what do you call that kind of a joke like yeah. hell on earth but hopefully I'm not how, how do you spell <laughs> no no you're not how do you spell the beginning Shell, C-H-E-L-E. C-H-E-L-E. It's the end of oh, my like name. Oh, like Michelle. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because you told, I think it was your podcast and you talked about it. Oh, and I, I thought that like, sh somewhere mm. I've heard you spell it again. So I thought it was Shell, like uh, when you go to the ocean. Yeah. Well, shell, it's, it's, but that's Michelle. how you pronounce it. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's why no one can find me, but whatever, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, so the business cards. Yeah. You were burning them. Oh, no, you were, no, that's a good idea. Yeah. I safely, I, I cut them with yes. scissors. They're gone. Are you going to get new ones? 
No. No. Because, you know what, by the time I get new ones, I'll probably change something else. Be like, oh, great. Yeah. So Instagram is enough. Yeah, Instagram. Yeah, I pretty much use Instagram. And sometimes people say, oh, give me your number and we'll coordinate. And then I'm like, oh, no, I give my number too much sometimes. And then I can't answer everybody right away. So certain people, it's nice to start yeah. on Instagram and then you graduate, <laughs> you know, to getting the number. Yeah, I think I th I still like having business card, mm -hmm. especially if I meet the director or someone like yeah. that, that they uh, might remember me. Totally, yeah. Because I mean, it's I I picture your card in my head. Yes, I can see. Oh, it I gave you my card. You did, and I have oh, it. Wow, I still have it. Yes, and it's very. Uh, it's a, such a nice picture and very engaging and you can tell a lot about you in your photo and your presence and everything. So that's good. My well, that's business fun. card didn't have me on it. It had a, a like a design yes. sort of. So that's not as effective. Because with Instagram, <laughs> I feel that you change the Instagram and you might forget. With with friends and new friends, it's fine. But I think if we, if I meet mm -hmm. producer, I want them to maybe they'll remember me. Yeah, totally. When they need another right. foreign actor. Yeah, and they can stick the card somewhere, but they also connect with you on your Insta and whatever. So they have both. But they might look up and be like, "Oh crap, I need a finish actor." Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And then they look over like, "Oh." <laughs> yes. Oh, that's right, oh, that guy. <laughs> Those moments can happen mm -hmm. when they meet, need Finnish actors. Yeah. I think it happens to, oh, it, if you're a producer or a casting director, it might happen once in your career. That's, well, that, that once is enough. Yes. It could be something huge. Yes. You know? I think mm -hmm. that's my niche because I'm one of the very few Finnish actors in LA, mm -hmm. especially there's even fewer like male actors. There's Good few ones. Females. Yes, and even bad ones. Like there's no, not at all. There's like couple. Yeah. So if once my Good. there was a Finnish part, and my agent said they need a Finnish guy that you will book it. He said, but the, mm -hmm. I, I booked it, but it, mm -hmm. I got a little bit nervous because he, the, I think he oh. would have dropped me if I had not booked it. Oh damn! He didn't say that, but I felt that okay. I need yeah. to book it. You read that on his demeanor. But once I, once I. Uh, auditioned for a, it was a part for Finnish couple, okay. And there, there was some Finnish uh, female women also there, so I auditioned that for that, and it, I think it went really well. But I never heard it. I heard something, but I didn't book it. Mm. So, but when the show came out, they had changed the couple to be Swedish. And instead oh. of happening in Finland, it happened in Stockholm, Sweden. Oh, the nerve. Well, that maybe that's season one, and then they're going to take tour and go to Finland. You never know. Uh, let, I, I like to think that mm, way. Me too. But that was... That was <laughs> I can think of reasons, but I think that, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Well, but, at least that, I mean, that I if I were you, I'd feel better about them. They're like, oh, we want Swedish instead for whatever reason... And it's they didn't go and get another Finnish person. You know what I mean? Oh yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so. I, I think I I have a theory. I think at that the people who auditioned there wasn't that many Finnish females who had a work permit because it oh. was some years ago. I think they really didn't have Finnish female options. So they that they would have wanted you. me. 
But there was no um, anyone with papers. Could you have? That's my theory. Shaved your beard and worn a wig and possibly a dress and done both parts easily. See? Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Wow. Maybe, maybe I need to cut. I don't know easily, but very happily. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, if it, but yes. yes. I, I'm not even happy with this beard. I just wear it for uh, oh. parts. Oh, okay. Because I do. You asked if I had a photo shoot here. I just did a self tape. Yes. Nice. It's, uh, so yesterday, this is for like a show and they needed mm-hmm. the um, shady character. Oh, boy. So I was in there in this Dr. Self Tapes other location yesterday. Mm-hmm. They wanted many takes. So mm-hmm. I did many. And last night I was watching over the tapes and I, uh, the takes and I, I chose good ones and I sent them. Good. But after I had sent them last mm-hmm. night late. I realized how I should have done it. No! But it's not too late. Take it back, take it back. Uh. It's it's fine. They wanted options. Okay. So I came here a little bit earlier. I'm going to sneeze. All right. You know, oh, if you look at the sun, you won't, but we can't do that here. There's a light. Okay. (laughs) I I, I also have a problem because I, I. uh, eat altoids sometimes. Okay. They're like mints, but I think mm. I'm allergic to altoids. Oh. Because every time I eat one, I start sneezing. But for some reason, I have so short, so short memory that I forget it when I'm at the shop. Yeah. You know what? I I completely understand that. I do that constantly. Uh, yeah, there's nothing you can do. But as long you as sneeze or no, you forget I, things, I forget things. I'm yeah. Like, what the? Hell? What is wrong with me? I'm, I'm going to get back to that yeah. if I remember, but I'll, I'll just finish this. <laughs> we'll write it. On yes. Thing. So, um, <laughs> so this morning I came a little bit earlier and I did one more take nice. of that. I realized that if he's going to be shady, they all also want to have option when I'm really threatening. Ooh, because yeah. I think the previous takes, there was variety, but I was a little bit too nice. Oh, okay. But I studied the script and the other characters are actually pretty afraid of me. Mm. So I did a mean take. So oh, good. Okay. The deadline is 1 p.m. So after that, I, I mm. can still mm-hmm. send one, one more day, take. <gasps> yeah. And Joel, who owns this place and who was shooting it. Yeah. And who's here now. What did you say? Act That's actors drunk. It's like one more take. That's actress drunk. Oh, like drinking. Man. Uh, one yeah. more drink. Oh, one more take. That's right. There's always one more. Oh man. But that's okay. And you might think of something else right now, and you have time. I'm happy. We don't have any more time. We have time to do the <laughs> podcast. I'm gonna get the one file. Then someone else comes here. But I'm gonna send right. it to casting, and they good. Uh, I'm going to say that if you watch one take, mm-hmm. just wa- watch this. I will. I, I mean, yeah, and I'm going to tell them. Okay. And the fact that you're not stopping us right now to do another take makes you not a takeaholic. You're okay. Uh, thank you. <laughs> the best place in, with this Dr. Self tapes is that you book a slot. Yeah. So it's 30 minutes or one hour. Mm-hmm. And then you need to go because someone else comes. Right. Because you're... When you're at home, there's, you can do it forever. Right. Oh, that's, yeah, that's not good. And if you're a perfectionist and just be like, just one just more, crazy. one more, your yeah. hair's all. <laughs> and especially if you need to have your girlfriend or boyfriend reading. Uh-huh. 
Oh, geez. Because oh, yeah. you always need someone to read. Mm-hmm. And they have... Uh, well, Joel was here today. and Good. Thank goodness. But it's not good for home life if you... Because I so you, I, I, people do self... I do like three self-tapes per week. Mm-hmm. And your wife is cool with that? She's like, sure, we can do 90 <laughs> more. <laughs> <laughs> well, most of the time I come here. Okay. Oh, yes. that's good. But sometimes when it's nighttime and I'm crazy, mm-hmm. then You're she like, needs hey, to... Sp- hey, I c- idea <laughs> yeah sometimes i give her the phone that just say the lines to the phone oh my and i'll God. add them later that's good it works but it mm-hmm. it's less reactive it's not that good and there are swears in it like why the fuck are you waking me up like, oh oh line line um uh <laughs> and she's finished that's so good. then there's two people speaking with finnish accent perfect for yeah. some parts yes oh is she an actor too actress <laughs> And not by profession, but she's needed to learn many skills yeah. being with me. Yeah, I Because bet. she needs to act. And uh, mm-hmm. s- sometimes there's also takes where they need that. Like, we need to see the other person. Not often, mm. but sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now she's actor. Oh, good. All right. Yeah. Well, good. You you have a good partner. Supportive. Yes. Yes. <laughs> For now. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> I tried to come here because jo- Joel is also American. So it's good yeah. to have like an American reader. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. and it also helps my speech. Yes, definitely. But now I remember. Mm-hmm. You were telling how you don't remember. Yeah. Hey, you and remember. We we need to go back to it. Yeah, but well, you know, I was telling Ismo in the car. I know where I'm going, but I put the GPS on anyway because, um, well, part of it is. I like to see where those red traffic lines are, and I might take a different way. Yes. Or I have so many thoughts coming all the time. Like while I'm in the car, I'm making voice memos at stoplights. I'm writing things down and I'm like, where am I going? What am I doing? Am I coming from a place or going to a place? And so I'm always forgetting. But you're always doing both. That's a good point. That makes me feel better mentally. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. But yeah, like I, you know, and the typical thing, like going into a room, what did I come in here for? What did I come in here for? Yeah. And then I just have to wait and then go out of the room and into the other room. And like, oh, yes, back into the room. Like, ah, I did it again. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> my brother tells my mom, if you start putting your keys in the freezer, we're going to have to take you to a home. <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> I haven't done that yet. The fridge, yeah, but not the freezer. Okay. Anyway, no, I haven't fridge, done that yeah. yet. But your mom is great. I listened to her this morning because oh, you have a podcast. You. Babsy. Yes. On, what is it called? It's called On the Line with Babsy, B-A-B-S-I-E. And it's basically the audience is just eavesdropping. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. Yes. And you're eavesdropping on our phone calls. And so, like, the first episode, because every time I talk to her on the phone, I am in tears laughing. Just She is a person. And so I thought, well, let's try this. Because uh, I'm a project manager for a recording studio called Soundbox LA. And so I'm like, you know what? Let's just try this as a podcast and see what happens, you know? Uh, so we did. And she didn't know what a podcast was. Yes. She's like, what is this? Like, are is anyone listening? That was the first thing she said. And I'm like, no, 
which is deceitful, I know, but not really lying because, right? Because sort of, I just wanted her to be comfortable, be like, no, it's just you and me. But then she started insulting our family members. I'm like, <laughs> hey, 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 I got to tell you what a podcast is. She's like, what? And I said, well, you know, everybody's going to be listening. This is going to be public. And there was silence. And she said, uh, are you sure you want to do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not so sure. But we've recorded 12 episodes, and I think nine are up right now because I'm slow to get them on. And we don't, we don't edit, and she will say, well, take that out. I shouldn't have said that. But I don't because the stuff that she wants taken out is the funniest stuff. <laughs> So I'm ruining my relationship with my family, but I think it's fun. And um, yeah, yeah, podcasts are a lot of fun. We don't do video yet. Yes. But I will, because I think I think she would be fun on video, because she'll forget that she's on TV. Yeah. Who's the guy on the podcast? <laughs> that is Tim. Yes. Tim Friedlander. He owns the studio. Yeah. Soundbox LA. And... He, dude, you should have him on because he knows everything there is to know about voiceover. Yes. He works as an engineer and actor and he owns the studio and he does like tons and tons of stuff. And he's entrenched in that world. So he records us and he'll pop in every once in a while. Sometimes we talk to him and his voice isn't on because he's not on a mic. So it sounds like we're talking to no one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so you don't hear his answers? Sometimes. Yeah. My mom's just like, oh, hi, Tim. Oh, I love your voice. <laughs> and she's going on and on about his voice and you never hear it. <laughs> I was wondering, how did you get so good uh, sound quality? Is it a phone call? I'm on a mic in the studio, yeah. so mine is good. My mom is on a cell phone. Yeah. So sometimes she's moving or something and it cuts in. I'm like, could you stand still? And she's like, I'm not moving. I haven't moved all day. (laughs) I listened to the episode that was the second to last, where it was uh, you went to sleep in uh, Germany in a military base. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And smashed the window. Yes. (laughs) With your family. (laughs) Yeah. And it was great. In the beginning, she said that I think she had rehearsed the story in front of the mirror. Yes. And she had put on makeup. Yes. We're not on tape. And she knows that. But that's her. That's her as a person. Um, And it's not a scripted podcast, but she gets so excited. She's like, oh, I'm going to talk about this or talk about that. So she might insert a story or two. And that's fine. She can do whatever she wants. Yeah. I loved listening to you both and especially how you how well you listened. Mm. Like you listened to her and you laughed. You mm. but then I went to your website that you have done radio for 15 years or something. Yeah, well, when I was 15 years old, yes. I started in radio. So that was my first, but I have taken such a winding path. Uh it was radio and then forensics. <laughs> CSI? And then, what is Um well, I I majored in photography yes. and writing, and I'm like, how do I mix my love for forensics, police work, and photography? So I thought I wanted to be a crime scene photographer. So I, I had an internship, um, and I worked for a little bit for the Baltimore County Police Department. Isn't in the, that pretty rough? 
in the photo lab. I never okay. got to the point of going on scene. Yeah. Um. I actually, I had my application in to start working as that full time, and then September 11th happened. Yeah. And everything changed. Like the requirements changed. I would have had to go back to school or get like years more of training and everything. And I decided, and then I just up and left and went to New York and I got into fashion instead, like totally opposite. Yeah. And so I started working as a fashion assistant, random, a lot of, I've done a lot of random things. When was the radio? Radio was when I was 15. In Baltimore. Yes. Ish. Like Aberdeen. Maryland, it's near my, we lived near the army base because my dad was army yes. and um, Aberdeen is known for Cal Ripken, the Orioles, Cal Ripken Jr. Baseball. Sorry. That's okay. I know it's baseball. Okay. Yes. What did you say? Orioles. Orioles. Yes. Is that the team? Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Baltimore. Orioles. Yeah. And he, he was a great player. And actually my, my parents went to his historical game where he He uh, had his, I think, thousand, one thousandth home run. Yeah. And my dad surprised me with a baseball and it had Cal Ripken's face on it. Yeah. And it was in like encased in plastic and it looked like a trophy. Yeah. And it had a signature. I'm like, oh, my gosh, Cal Ripken's signature. Yeah. And I look closer and it says like sergeant dale smith like he couldn't get a baseball player yeah. to sign so he got the officer the security to sign it <laughs> that's great <laughs> like good enough good enough good enough yeah so that's where i started in radio and it was an oldies station yeah. so like beatles and elvis and everything my mom listened to and you were a teenager Yes. And I knew all that music because when my mom and I were in the car, we would listen to like her station and my station and switch on and off. So I knew all the music. And um, and then I became a DJ there. I was overnight. So I had 11 p.m. to six in the morning yeah. at, when I was 16. I started that. And it was so fun. It was really small, very, very small. And I remember one of the interns and I were cleaning the the room and uh, the studio, and we we used eight tracks, like super old. Yeah. And we called them carts, and they were all on the wall. We had this eight track player, and for whatever reason, we decided we're gonna like super clean this place. So we pulled out the eight track player. Yeah. And the guy put it in my hands like this, and didn't realize we were supposed to unplug it. The whole bottom is needles, like metal needles. So he rested it in my hands and I'm like, ah, it started like sending shockwaves through me. Yeah. Why is it needles? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And it must have been resting on a base. Yeah. But he pulled it off the base and put it in my hands to dust. And I'm like, get it yeah. off my hands. <laughs> oh, terrible. It didn't. It didn't feel like an electrocution. It felt more like something healthier. But it was electric vibrations. also. Oh, yeah. They went all through me. Yeah. That was fun. Did you realize something? Did I? Yeah. I was wondering if you got like big shock waves and it changed you. <laughs> and that's when psychic. I realized. Yeah. Well, I am a synchronicity queen. Like. You do? Are you familiar? Do you have a word for that? 
uh, Finland synchronicity. I've heard about that on podcasts. Let's mm. see, synchroniteetti. Ooh, I, think I like the, that. I think it might be oh. that. Mm-hmm. Well, can you tell about it? Yeah. It? Well, uh, Carl Jung. Yes, one of the uh, philosophers. Yeah, he coined that term to mean like a meaningful coincidence. Yes. So you see repeating numbers or whatever, and it's not just a uh, coincidence. It's like whoa, it means something. Yes. So I get I get signs from my father, who passed, and um. When he passed away, or or was on his way, I was with him, and I was pan- playing uh, Pandora Radio. Can I say that? Sure you can, can say anything. Oh, okay. Just- Pandora Radio. I was playing classical music yes. in his room, and he passed away. And then oh, you were next to him when he passed. Oh yeah, away. I I stayed with him. I was watching his neck, and I'm like, oh no, the the heartbeat went away. And then I got the nurse, and she's like, yeah, baby, he's gone. I'm like. Ugh. <laughs> Well, how was it? How was it? That moment. Uh, he had been just breathing for a week, about yes. a week. At the, it was a whole ordeal of ten months of this, and yeah, uh, yeah, it was. It was just weird, like surreal. It doesn't sink in till it's just like, uh. and then I drove three hours to my parents' house. And I was lying down that night, and I was playing Pandora Radio again on yes. on my channel, and it's like it kept like playing a couple notes, skipping to the next song, skip to the next song, the next, the next, the next, like five songs. I'm like what the frick? And then it landed on this one instrumental song that I had never heard before, and so then I look at my phone, and in in all cap bold white letters the song title was goodbye i'm like oh <laughs> i think he skipped the radio to get yeah. to a message and that's a big um big thought mm-hmm. so you you really think that he affected it yes yeah i really do yes. and also i i had to take my car in for service it sounded like when i drove it that the whole bottom of the car was just gonna fall off and yeah. disintegrate it was so it was like knocking and so loud i'm like oh boy i shouldn't be driving this so i took it to the shop they're like yeah we're gonna have to change the wheel shock mount i think i said that right and so i'm like okay and they're like six hundred dollars so i left it there all day and then they called at the end of the day and said Well, we tightened things up and there's nothing wrong. So, you know, we drove it around. There's nothing. So just, you know, no charge. No charge. <laughs> that like, what? Did what? Yeah. And immediately my brain is like, oh my gosh, thank you, dad. I don't know. I think I think he did something to it. Yeah. I'm not saying you should not do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I support that. But I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I don't... Um, I'm not aware that I do any supernatural thoughts. Mm-hmm. I think I probably have some things that I'm not aware of that yeah. for good luck and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm not connected to that kind of stuff. Dude, so but you if it see happens w- to you, I'll tell you something really crazy. Yeah. This is so random. So uh, uh, I rotate as the host sometimes at the kibitz room. Yes. And 
I even before COVID, I've always been germ conscious. Yes. Not an a phobe, but conscious. I know yeah. they're there. I can see paramecium's a mile away, but it's What's not. What's that paramecium? Oh, they're those little like ruby or uh, those little sh- glass shoe looking amoebas, germs. S- some germ- viruses, germs. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and I just use the word paramecium for anything like, ugh, you know? <laughs> it sounds like an album title Germ. for a heavy metal band. Oh, that'd be great. Paraci- paramecium. Paramecium of souls. Oh, I love that. Oh, dude, let's start a band. Yeah. I play bass. I I play bass, too, uh, mainly Perfect. guitar, but I have a bass, too. All right, it'll I be play an all bass, bass band. today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> paramecium of souls. Yeah. I love that. Dude, so yeah, so I'm always conscious of these things. And then after COVID, I'm even more conscious. Yes. So I I thought, hmm, so for hosting, I really would like to just have a pair of gloves uh, to handle the mic. And then when we're tearing down to just put the gloves on and take yes. the mic down or whatever. And I just get these like little visual blips. Yes. I'm not even trying. They just like boop, come in. So I was visualizing those work gloves that are like cotton and they have those little rubber nubs on the yes, bottom, you I know, know they're like yes. red or whatever. And so I got that blip in my head. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get some, but I never did. And it's just in the back of my mind. And then I came home on a Tuesday, which was Kibbit's night. Yeah. And I opened the mailbox and like, I can't get this envelope out. It was just like shoved in there yeah. And I'm like, I didn't order anything. And I know that people get that Amazon amnesia where they order Amazon and then it comes the next day. You're like, I don't remember ordering. What did I order? Yeah. You know, but I'm like, I absolutely did not order anything. I'm pulling it out. And I saw that it was like a, from a charity. I'm like, oh, my gosh, please stop guilting me into, <laughs> into sending money. I will send something anyway, because they only send like address labels and that annoys me because I don't send any letters. So I cut, I have to cut them up because I don't want my name and address just in the trash and getting on the ground. And then some weirdo picks it up. You don't have a shredder. I don't, I should. I've had many, I don't have one now. I have had many. It's, Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. I I would shred all day. Yeah. It's, it's, (laughs) it's great. But you, I, I'm talking to myself, but you yeah. want to buy a good one. I need to buy a good yeah. one. Because I have a cheap ones and they mm, no get good. jammed. Yeah, and then you have to get the pliers and spend all day yes. pulling the paper. Mm, yeah. Forget that. And you like to go like crossways, but not that it makes those diamonds because you can still read stuff. I'm like, I see my social security number. <laughs> yes. I put lots uh, of non-shredded stuff in recycling. Yeah. Me too. I should not. No, you should. But anyway, not you you cut the so you get the address labels. Yeah, and sometimes I get a blister. I'm like, thanks. Now I have a blister because you send these stupid addresses. If they had saved the money that they spent to make the labels, they could have sent that to the charity. Yes. Mm. And no anyway. one needs labels nowadays. Anyway. No. I sometimes label my uh, belongings. Like oh. I have some musical stuff, like mm. mic stands and all that. Oh, that's smart. Because then you go to a place and well, there's... I'll tell them to bother you instead. <laughs> yes. Sounds good. Oh, gosh. So I take this thing out and it's from the Veterans of Foreign Wars. And my dad is um, a veteran. 
So, and he would always give to that charity and somehow they found me here. Um, so I'm like, all right, all right. I take it upstairs or actually I flipped it over <laughs> and on the back of the USPS envelope is a picture of two pairs of those gloves that I was going to get yeah. for the open mics. I'm like, if there are gloves in here, I am going to freak out. And I went upstairs and sure enough, there are two pairs of those gloves that I was thinking about getting for the open mic. Is that not the most random thing? Why, why would they send gloves? Uh, let's say it was your dad. I am saying. <laughs> yes. And I, I want to support that you feel that way. I'm just Thank curious you. because it's the different way that I see the world. Mm -hmm. yeah. what, what other... So you see synchron... Synchron... Yes. Synchron... Synchronous... Synchron... How can you say it? Synchronicity. 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 How would you, how would you say it, though? Synchronicity. In, how would, how would you Finlandize it? Synchronicity. Oh, I love Synchronicity. it. Synchronicity. Synchronicity. I wasn't sure where to put the emphasis in American. The, where you put it is perfect. Synchronicity. Mm -hmm. Does the I, American accent bother you? Uh, it's annoying because oh, no. I'm an act. Oh, no, no. No, I, I love American accent. It's annoying that I cannot speak American accent. That's what I meant. I, I, no, I'm in regular life, I'm happy to have an accent, but uh, mm -hmm. for auditioning. Okay. Because I can only audition for foreign parts. Mm. Luckily, they, luckily, they need lots of foreigners. And uh, uh, there's also many characters that, okay, this guy could be foreign. But of yeah. course, I would love to have an option to sound American. Mm -hmm. So American accent does not annoy me. It okay. annoys me that I cannot do American accent. God, yeah, that's a nice twist you put on that one. <laughs> yes. No, no, I love American accent. Just take it one word at a time. One word at yeah. a time. Ismo taught me how to say something in Finnish. I forgot it already. It was on the back of a cigarette pack. <laughs> yeah. Something about how it destroys your life. Yes, you know, yeah, and people do it anyway. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> So out. I was listening to your podcast <laughs> with your mom. I loved the way you listened mm. to her and how oh. you reacted and laughed. And you sounded, I know you have done this, but you sounded like a real good professional radio wow, DJ. Wow, thank you. And I was like, this lady should be on radio. Yeah, when, when, when were you, when did you stop? And when was your last radio job? Um, I continued, I went to school in Baltimore and yeah. then... On the weekends, I would make the trip back to the radio station yeah. in Aberdeen and stay with my parents the weekend and then go back. And then when that got old, <laughs> I sabotaged myself too. I sabotaged radio. I sabotaged the forensics gig. And I'm trying really hard to stop. Like, I don't do anything bad to others. I only do it to myself. Yes. It's really stupid, but... Um, I think I continued through my sophomore year of college. Yes. And then I stopped. And then... But it's, it sounds like that you have been doing that for years, constantly. So you are so in, good with your mom. Oh, thank you. Well, in some way. And then after I graduated from school, I lived in Baltimore. And my favorite radio station in the whole world, uh, WHFS, which I don't think exists anymore... But um, my dad took me to my first concert. 
their festival. In it was Baltimore. awesome. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, uh, he forbade me to go in the mosh pit because he didn't want. We saw people coming out bloodied and. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm going there as soon as you blink. Um, and so they were having auditions. For, what was the band? Oh, there were a lot of bands. Henry Rollins yes. was awesome. Okay, that's violent. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He was my dad's favorite because yeah. he's so like ripped and it was like he's doing a workout at the same time. Yeah. He's really good. And gosh, I can't remember. I think Cracker was one. And Archers of Loaf were like on a side stage. There's, I really liked indie stuff. And um, so they were having auditions in Baltimore to to get a um, a morning show guest. Yeah. I'm like, oh, dude. So I was talking to one of my friends. And I said, I'm going to go out there and do the audition. But I was so freaking nervous. And I, so I had a little pony uh, of of beer, the little tiny bottles. So I just like threw back a pony, which is like two sips. It's a tiny, beer. tiny bottle. I know the tiny liquor bottles yeah, of beer. Yeah. I don't drink anymore, but I did that just to hopefully not calm, calm my nerves. Not now. No, not since 2019. Okay. Um, and so I ran out there. And I think they just asked me something simple, like, what's your name or whatever. And I can't just answer a question, as you might have noticed. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, my name's Rochelle. And I was talking about living in Baltimore. Like, it's pr- kind of a guarantee that you might get shot at some point. So I'm like, if I get shot, I want to get shot in the hip. So then they have to take the bullet out and take some some of the fat with it. And then I get lipo on the other side to even it out. And I'm like, that would be perfect because that's my problem area. And they're like, uh. And so afterwards, they're like, will you do Friday mornings? I'm like, yes. <laughs> After one audition. Yeah. That's so it was great. so much fun. So I was a guest with this other dude on uh, Friday mornings with the DJ. And we did weird things like they would send us to the grocery store to go shopping and we had to buy some items. And they had two contestants on spin bikes. Yeah. And they're they have to spin and eat what we give them and the, the first one to throw up is out. Throw up. Yeah. So I got I found caviar and peanut butter. <laughs> did you try to make them throw up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. you're supposed to. And they did. And you just look away. Caviar peanut butter. Yeah. It was awful. And then we had a pierce-a-thon. So people came in who wanted piercings on film and yeah. on the radio. And there was a guy who he was forty something fireman. And for some reason, he wanted his stuff pierced. And so there- Yes, thank you. <laughs> I was trying to make it nice for you. And um, so they're piercing uh. him. He, his face was blue and he was like, <laughs> like, why, why, why? <coughs> but he went through with it. And we were going around interviewing oh. everyone. Like, how yeah, I know feel? people do it, but that seems painful. Yeah, I just wouldn't want to... And have, it's, it's going to be in the way all the time. Yeah. I don't know. So wh- do I have, don't even know what you asked me. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, I said that you sound so good. Oh, thank you. In the you. podcast. That when did you stop doing radio? Um. <coughs> yeah, well, that, that was like tw- 2002-ish. But then I went on to do improv. And like I focused on improv. Where? In New York. Yeah. UCB or... UCB, I, I graduated from the pit. Yes. And then I went to UCB and one class short of graduating. I'm like, I'm going to take a little break. Oh, you never take breaks because then you're done. And then yeah. I did two classes here. They're opening or they're open now. 
Where? U- UCB. Oh, they are. They're back. Yay! I took classes during pandemic. Oh, did you? Yeah, it was oh. via Zoom. Mm. But I took uh, six classes. Oh, whoa! Yeah, the Damn. four is the basic one and then two extra. Oh my gosh, so you I'm did looking. them all through Zoom? Yes. Dude, It's not ideal, that? but it was not actually too bad. Mm. Because I have done improv quite a lot before. Mm-hmm. So I know how it is on stage. And with that, it was more technical. Wow. So I, I got quite a lot out of it. Dang. But I'm waiting for them to have the auditions and all that. Maybe mm-hmm. I can audition for, for a team. house team oh, and all that. Oh, I'll come see you. Well, sounds awesome. good. Well, I I want to audition with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you no like you should come to the same audition. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you I only know, what have two you, classes here. So you need to take three and four. Uh, wait, are there six? How, well, I think the basic stuff is like four. Oh, you only have to go to four. I think so. Mm. Then I took two extra. The Herald. Oh, that scares me. And yeah. for a class project at the pit, our sixth class, we were to make up our own structure. And somebody had the bright idea of, we called it ass backwards. And we did a backwards Herald. Her- That's Herald. good. I think it's, <gasps> co- it's called Herald. Yes. My brain is still sore from that. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> we regretted having the idea like halfway through rehearsing the structure yeah. over and over like why are we doing do you want to quickly tell what is harold uh, i know it but uh, do i remember i think you would be better at explaining because i i just know it's so freaking complicated and it really tests your brain and it's, it's a, like doing scene uh, an opener yeah do an opener and then a scene a scene a scene three scenes yes and, and that's then the first act. And then like a, a middle section game or something. Yeah, then there's a one uh, I, I forgot what they're called. <laughs> there's, there's like one game. Th- so it's like a three act play mm-hmm. that takes about half an hour and you improvise. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But you do the scene, 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 and then the little break thing. And then the next scene, scene, scene are based off those scene, scene, scenes. Yes. And then another little break. And then the end scenes are like quick scene, scene, scene based off those scene, 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 scene. And scene. they might connect. <gasps> yeah. And if you survive it, oh, amazing. But when it comes together for the audience, you're like, ah, yeah. wow. And you did it backwards. Yes, we did. So we did the, <clears throat> we did the quick scene, scene, scene. Yes. And then the the break, the uh, game, and then we did the longer scenes based off those quick things. That's and a then good the idea. And then we did the oh, it's not a good idea. It was horrible, but <laughs> yeah. it was great. We were so happy when it came out well. <laughs> so you lived that kind of life in New York, <laughs> yeah. Taking improv classes. Mm-hmm. Doing, how was that life? I really loved New York and Brooklyn. We were in Greenpoint. Yeah. And my boyfriend at the time was I don't a know. Musician. I don't know where that is, but Brooklyn. Oh, uh, Brooklyn. I know yeah, that. Yeah, it's Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, and so your boyfriend was a musician? Musician, yeah. So we, we both, you know, I help with his shows. He comes to all my improv stuff and everything. And um, Did you bartend or something like that? Um, I, I had an office job. Yeah. In the city, and uh, I am not a cubicle type. <laughs> it's like just having a lion, and I called it day prison. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my gosh! And I, I would meet 
my boyfriend sometimes for coffee at lunchtime and then almost in tears walking back to the building. It felt like I was going back to jail. <laughs> but it it did afford me, uh, allow me to take all the improv classes at night and get into voiceover. Yes. Then that's when I got into voiceover. And um, that was really great. And the owner of the company was so nice to me and super cool. And he would invite my boyfriend and I to these um, uh, charity auction dinners yeah. and things like that. So That's nice. Mm-hmm. When I worked in a restaurant in Hollywood, the restaurant owner was also supportive. Nice. Because he said that his dream, dream was to have a restaurant. Mm. So he said that I want to support your dream to become that's an nice. actor. That's, that's so really nice. well said. You know what? That's like Henry Rollins' story where he worked at the ice cream shop and he's still friends with his boss. Oh, he is. How I've cool been li- I've been listening to his book, mm. The Black Flag Years. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're still friends. Yeah. I think he left mm-hmm. it to join Black Flag. Yes. And then yeah. tour and, and he the the manager or owner comes to his shows sometimes. Which oh, is, is he so from cool. Baltimore? Or DC. DC, I think. Maybe. Like where Fugazi is from. Actually, DC sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really great. And I had a really great boss, too. Uh, When I worked at a gym, I was a trainer for a little bit. In LA. In uh, Maryland, DC. Yeah. The border. And uh, my boss there is super nice. He still sends like cards and things. So, I mean, it's nice. And my boss now, of course, like he's my friend, too, Tim. Uh, at the recording studio. So that's yes. always helpful to have a supportive system. You you <laughs> do so many things so well. Oh, thank you. Is there any goal <laughs> where you're going to? Oh, boy. Like I feel naturally like the storytelling is what I gravitate toward, like whether it's with the podcast or like on stage and things like that. And I, I started getting into stand-up comedy to kind of hone in the storytelling and make the shorter versions. <laughs> yeah. I'm still working on that. Well, Ismo is but so good. He's so sp- I know. concise. Is mm-hmm, that the word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's not like unnecessary words. No, no fluff. No, yeah. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. But I have a feeling that your style might be different too. Mm-hmm. I think they bring you on stage and you start talking about mm-hmm. how you want butt implants or whatever. <laughs> I, I forgot the question, but what you just told. What's your name? Yeah, yeah. What's and, my name? And you would like to be shot. Right. I, know. <laughs> so I think that's a different style and that's lovely. I'm still up for being shot there, but I, do, I don't want any organs involved. So. Yeah. Yeah, it, it has to be a perfect grazing, you know, so just shave off that little problem section. You still feel you feel that that's still a problem after many years? It's fine. Like everybody has things. They're like, oh, I wish I could, you know, tighten that up or whatever. But you know what? Actually, I'm to a point where I'm like, I'm cool. Yeah. I'm good. I don't think many people think they have too big butt. Too big butt. But do they no. think? No. No, like that's all the rage. It's more like the the side part. Okay, so that should, that would, okay, <laughs> yeah. Because I think, I guess big butts are cool now, mm-hmm. are they? Oh yeah, they're big, they're yeah. big in. So you said that you want to go back, back to st- uh, storytelling and all mm-hmm. that. That's pretty much what I do all yeah. the time. So like at Kibbutz Room or whatever, yeah. I'm telling a story and I tape it. 
because whenever you do it live, the feedback are just the thoughts that you get yeah. saying in front of someone. It changes things. I'm like, oh, I'm going to write that down and work on it. I have a thousand voice memos <laughs> on my phone. And for me, the problem is I'm constantly adding and taking notes and blah, blah, blah. But I need to spend the time to actually go back and work on the stuff. Oh, yes. Well, Ismael uh, can help you with that. You think? Yes. All right. Because I do some stand-up comedy mm-hmm. too, but I I would need to work on it so much yeah. more. Mm-hmm. And every time I meet with Ismael, and we have done some gigs together when I've been mm. able to open for him, like nice. a short set, and uh, yeah. the feedback that he gives, it's so valuable. And oh, it makes yeah. me also feel bad because... I realized that I should work on that more. Yes, I know. There's but, so much going on. Like, oh my God, because I need chunks of time. Yes. And then I'm always like, oh, but I have to do this and this and this and this. Mm, yeah. But I do I do have sets too. But then I'm like, <laughs> it's really bad because I, I just said that though. I don't want to repeat myself. <laughs> oh yeah. I think you told me in improv, you don't yeah. want to do the same set again. Mm-hmm. I, I have to get over it. It's mental. Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. you're supposed to do the same set and mm-hmm. make it better and better mm-hmm. and better. At least many people do it. There's I no know. rules. Nah, There's that's no what rules. you're supposed to do. Because mm. you can't just, like, otherwise, Isabel would do one show and then leave and go <laughs> yeah. never speak again. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, sheesh. Yeah, these are things that I just have to uh, get over. But you're making it happen in L.A., you have a job in a cool place. Mm-hmm. You do voice work. Yeah. And I stopped auditioning for that so that I could focus on the storytelling. And I, because I feel like having that take off is a side door into more voiceover. Yeah. W- with storytelling, what do you mean? Like live shows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I, on stand up stages? Yeah. yeah. And like the moth? Yes. I've heard about thing. that. Um, I've I told a story at the moth once here yeah. about my looking for apartments here. Yeah. And for some reason every time I move to a different city, somebody out of nowhere tries to pee on me. Pee. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> I I've been spat on here. Ew. Sometimes homeless people, sometimes. But this happened not many times. But yeah. sometimes homeless homeless people we had an encounter with this one homeless guy. He spat towards our direction. And no. it was a little bit odd because he really didn't spit on us because he could have aimed better, but he wanted yeah. to say something with it. Oh. He spat to our direction. But he was pretty close. Gosh. Yeah. And this, it's it's pretty terrible, especially if yeah. you get used to this. Oh, no. Well, yeah. I mean, you get used to this... Uh, how much mm. people they are dying on the streets. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. What can we do? Oh, well, I don't know. Like, I was listening to someone talk about like finding ways to just make people's lives better in some way. Yeah. And like, because some people, I think, they think that's all there is. And that's just the way life is. But if they get their perspective changed somehow by people just being kind to them is a start um yeah i don't know there's somebody talking about maybe sweden and how their rehab 
and drug centers work and like yeah. to actually care and they take time and are very personable with everyone and they they change their lives and make them feel good as a person and then they end up quitting based on that just you know little shifts like that yeah but we don't do that much here it's kind of like stay away and push them push them away and there's not really anywhere to go really yeah i i don't know i don't have an answer i was i I don't either i think we should pump your podcast out at skid row (laughs) (sighs) this episode oh yeah hi everybody uh but you, you were talking about how you get peed on. Attempts. Do you want to elaborate? Ugh. Yeah, I was staying, I was looking for an apartment here uh, back in 2017. And um, my brother suggested go to the apartments you think you like and go visit them at night because the atmosphere changes at night. I'm like, that's a good idea. So I revisited some. I'm like, ooh, that's not, that's not as good as I thought it was. And I, I was staying at an Airbnb, which was a private room with a private bathroom. And I'm like, good. And I didn't realize that they meant private bathroom, private between all of the private rooms. So, yeah. So <laughs> uh, man, Yeah, okay. So I'm like, okay. Uh, so I wanted to get like shower shoes like to wear in the shower. Yeah. And so I I was looking at an apartment that I no longer liked at, at night. And then I passed uh, a Rite Aid was there, like the double automatic doors. And I'm walking toward it. And there was a man just camped out there sitting in a wheelchair. And you could tell that he wasn't wheelchair bound. I just knew that his legs were fine. Maybe he crossed them in front of me. I don't know. But he was sitting in there. Yeah. And my brain coming from Baltimore and Brooklyn, my brain automatically says, oh, you you don't make a big loop around him. Give some space and go in the door. But then I thought, no, you're a guest here. Don't think that way. And so I didn't make a big loop around him. I walked right in front of him. And then he just tried to pee on me. (laughs) (sighs) Why? And I jumped. Like, I... I have cat-like reflexes when it comes to this because I'm so afraid. I'm I'm afraid of the sound of it. Peeing. Yes. And he smoked kids with me and he will like, he's like, well, what if I make you, if someone's making tea or whatever. <laughs> when I moved into my apartment, yes. it's, it has a really nice view of the garden yeah. and a fountain. And then yeah. when I, when I went to sleep the first night, I could hear the fountain. I'm like, yeah. oh no, that sounds like somebody's <laughs> in the bed. <laughs> I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep for days, so I had to like mentally find the the very the little nuanced differences between a fountain and a bathroom <laughs> and pouring tea. Yeah, <laughs> I've got some hangups that I need to fix. I think, but um. Yeah, so that's how that one that one happened. I don't know, like just weird things happen. Like somebody thought I was a prostitute in in Baltimore, and like because on the block, yeah. the prostitutes dress up. They wear a skirt and yeah. makeup, shoes, heels, all that. And uh, but where I was, I, I was leaving. I was 
uh, with someone at the time and I was leaving his apartment and I'm just wearing like sweatpants, sweatshirt, whatever. Yeah. And I hear, hey, bitch, hey, bitch. And I didn't know they were addressing me. <laughs> and all of a sudden, somebody threw a Snapple bottle at my feet and it shattered. And they're like, bitch. And I look over and it was a prostitute. She thought I was competing yeah. <laughs> on her turf because the prostitutes off the block don't dress up. They yeah. wear sweats and they don't bother. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> and god! I'm like, I'm just going home. I look like this just by mistake. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all good. What we we, we our time is out, dude. For this time. For this time, yeah! I'd love to have you again. And I'll have you with uh, my mom and I. <laughs> I'd love that. She dude. was great. Oh my gosh, she would yeah. love to talk to you. Where can people find your things? Good question. Oh, also Sam the Ham, your oh. animator. But we don't have much time. But it's online. It's your. What is Sam the Ham? Yeah. Oh, Sam the Ham is a little uh, animation that I created, and actually, the animator, his name is David Haynes. I found him by mistake because David Haynes is my brother's name and my dad's name. Yeah. And he's no relation. <laughs> Just found him randomly. We can find it um, on YouTube. So I guess yes. your Instagram and website. Uh, Instagram is Shell on Earth, C H E L E on Earth, and my uh, my mom and I, our website is on the line with Babsy, B A B S I E, and it's on all the platforms. And I'll see anything else. Did we miss? No, I think we got it all. Thank you. I'll see you soon again. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you. Yay.